Welcome to Messy Mondays. Yeah, let's give people, for those of you tuning in on the live YouTube, give you guys a second or two to notice that we're on. Yes. Uh, and that's what I've learned, that people take time to actually see Love that you're on. on. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, that's pretty cool. This is our second attempt at a uh, live stream. Pretty cool. Uh, Diana's in Miami, which is me, also known as Show Me. And Marley's in Seattle. And it is, and I usually talk about the weather. So just for today, heads up, the weather is <laughs> Seattle weather, the usual. So rain, pure rain, right? Just Got it. So she loves the weather, guys. For oh, any of you who have a really good weather app to recommend, please refer to <laughs> <laughs> Love Marley underscore because that young lady. <laughs> I actually probably wouldn't even look at it oddly enough I, i'm just i i'm a person who like looks out the window and says oh it's raining and put whatever on you know or like put your arm outside the door and be like oh it's cold i'm that kind of person you don't do that i actually am oh i'm the type of person that checks the weather very often and that's just because i come from a state like you're in now where it's a four season state and like the weather's very sporadic in states like that mm-hmm. like one day it's like hot and then the next day it's snowing and the day after that is humid like you know it's it's very sporadic sometimes especially like in October and stuff so I I personally check the weather I I have to be better and I don't have cable to be like check the weather kind of deal so you have an iPhone I know Siri you can do a bunch of things actually to get the weather I will do better I will do better to be well prepared and covered before I step out the house Especially like your mom always be like, put your jacket on. I'm not that person. So I'll be, I'll, we'll start doing better. Well, we, we should get started too. So let's say, do the intro, Miss Marty Mar. <laughs> Welcome to Messy Mondays. Um, I, it's, you know, it's a, I'm trying to get to you. No, no, we're, no, now, now let's take one, take two. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Messy Mondays. I'm your girl, Marley Mar. You're here with Show Me. Um, this is the Monday episode where we always talk about the messiest shit that's happening. Uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Messy Mondays Podcast. Also on Twitter, on YouTube. Make sure to subscribe, tell your friends, follow us, ask us questions while we're here. And that'll also be fun. Um, and we want to give a major shout out to all of our supporters and all those people who are new to this world of ours and are watching us kind of learn in this transition that we're in of doing more content created items and things um in our world yes and um episode number 49 is on and popping it's our second live recording episode guys so we survived our first one and we didn't get scared away and we're gonna do another one now so that's good meaning i it seems like a lot of people said things that were positive like they enjoyed it they actually said that the podcast was more entertaining watching us versus listening to us, which was, I didn't take it like negative feedback. I took it like positive feedback because that shows that maybe this might be a better formula. I think so too. I think so too. And then going live is always nerve wracking as you can see us kind of in the mix of learning how to do it. But yeah. 
it's one of those things I think we're going to be great. I think it's going to continue. And I heard a great compliments about it. So shout outs to everyone who watched. Shout outs to everyone who texted me, uh, emailed us, all that stuff, and said that we're watching. So that was fun. Yeah, absolutely. And for those of you who haven't caught up on that episode, that's episode number 48. And it's called She is a Fan. Um, you can listen to it on any of our podcast playing platforms as well as on the YouTube video. So right after you watch this one, just go back and watch the one from last week, which is episode number 48. And this is episode number four to nine, everybody. So we're almost at 50. We love hitting like nice milestones that be like, Ooh, like we're really committed to making it happen. And that's the great part of the milestones of this, like keeping track of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, another thing you guys are going to notice that we're going to start becoming like Marley mentioned, we're going to do a lot more emphasis on our content creation. So you're going to see a lot more activity on our social medias as well. So for those of you um, who are just tuning into the live cast, go to Messy Mondays podcast on Instagram. Make sure to follow that. And also on Twitter, that's the same handle. Now you can follow myself at show me underscore ENT and you can follow Marley at love Marley underscore. We are on Instagram and on Twitter. And if you guys ever want to be a part of the show, or if you want to participate by submitting an anonymous story, please, you can reach out to any of those three Instagram handles and we'll be able to assist and keep your information discreet. So I wanted to share my experience this last week. Um, I went to the Beyonce and Jay-Z concert on the run. I saw that. I did. And this is my eighth time, I think, I want to say, seeing Jay-Z. And I've seen him in several capacities, whether he's just there once or a free concert back in the day when um, Obama was first running for his first term. I saw him for free. Full set. We, we all went there, actually. That was like a... Every one of us. <laughs> yeah. And, that was, and that's a never... For, like, we literally skipped school. Yeah. I don't think anyone went to class that day because you had to register to vote in order yeah, to... Yeah, you had to register to tickets. So everyone skipped school and you saw everyone from class at But it was, it was really awesome that, like, it, it was something that we all got to, like, share as, a, as an experience as friends because it's yes. like... Because we saw everybody. Yeah, everybody. Everyone. Everyone you can imagine was there. So that was fun. Um, And so I've seen him in different capacities. I've seen Beyonce maybe about three, four times. I want to say this is the fourth maybe. Um, And she was amazing. So the show, I went by myself because a lot of my friends purchased their tickets prior, like when the ticket sales went out and things like that. And I just bought mine the night before. Because I was like, you know what? I'm going. And it's, What? The night before? Like a StubHub type of thing? or No, no. There was no tickets on sale. There was plenty of tickets still available. Um, nosebleeds, like in the 300s and up, were on... There were only like $45, $50. And after taxes... And after taxes, they come out to like $65, $70. So you're not hurting your pockets for the nosebleed part. Mm-hmm. Um, how was the experience being that high up? Actually, I, I lied. No, it, the tickets are probably around like $50, $60. And then after taxes, you're paying like about 80 bucks. So it's not that bad. It's actually, I had fantastic seats. I am not mad at my seats because I could see everything. And I was on a lower 300. So I mm-hmm. was like right at the first starts of those like 320, 310 kind of area. And because they're really good with their projectors. The projectors are ginormous. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter where you sit, you're only going to be watching the projector. I had friends who were on the floor or in the hundreds and things, and they were just like, I was watching the projector the whole time. I was not paying, like, 
physically watching them was a little bit more difficult because they're moving fast. The projector is what you're paying attention to. Um, so my seats were amazing. And I'm a person who I can really get really nerdy and really geeky about some music related things and production related things. So my whole time, I was like, I might have looked crazy to people because I was sitting down and I was focused. I was like looking at this screen, looking at the movements behind them, looking at the dancers, looking at like the structure of everything of what's happening and also paying attention to the songs that were playing and why those songs are playing and the order that those songs are going in that makes it what it is. Because I think that's their whole purpose of the whole show is to give you this full experience and there's a full storyline. Right. Um, and that's well, I mean, like, I if, love if it. it's properly directed, it normally does tell you a story of some kind because it exactly. makes the experience better. Yeah. Exactly. And so I, I've been to plenty of concerts before where you're standing and screaming and you're yelling and you're excited, you know, and this, I was like, I'm soaking this in um, and this experience. So it was beautiful. It was amazing. Um, the storyline all made sense. The songs were there, you know, what songs were playing behind what, when like, there's a moment where she's singing, I care. And Jay-Z's coming down from an elevator singing, I apologize. I'm um, singing four, four, four. And the first words are like, I apologize. And you're just like, this is such a beautiful moment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But around me, I'm like, I don't think people in this audience know anything of what 444 is. Are you serious? That environment? I kid you not. It was a very Caucasian setting of people. But not everyone. And I'm not saying that people don't know. But not a lot of people understood, I think, or knew 444 understood knew that album knew certain songs that were happening why those songs were occurring in there um didn't know the words and i'm sitting there knowing words okay no i can understand how not everyone who's not a big jay-z fan may not have the 444 album i i can see that imagine that experience in new york right that's where i was like oh in new york or in the east coast somewhere the whole crowd would know all this song all these songs and it would be a different experience than what I'm experiencing now. Does that make I, sense? No, of course. I mean, that's really the way it is in every state. It's just like a performer. A performer will tell you it's a different energy depending on the state that you're in and in the city that you're in. Like they have a completely different vibe and uh, some cities are electric and some cities aren't. You know what I'm saying? And that yeah. makes it harder for the performer. So I believe you 100% that it would have been a different vibe regardless of where you went. Regardless of where I was, I mean, it was still a beautiful experience. The tickets were sold out by the time I got there. There was not an empty seat in sight at all. So it looks like everyone made their decisions to go that night or the night before because not a single seat in sight. Um, So I had a great experience and it was just a different location. It was cold as hell because it was outdoors. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's another experience of being in Seattle and going to a show because it's a stadium show. So you're outside in the stadium. Yeah, I'm not a fan of stadium shows. I've learned that that's not the best way to watch a performance. No, because it, it doesn't have that like small connection to it anymore. You don't feel. Yeah. It doesn't feel the same. I like now going to small venues. So yeah. like, little showings and things like that. Yeah, that's but big artists music. don't do that anymore. You know what I mean? Like they don't, unless it's and like a they, private party. Exactly. And if they were to do that, it would be hella expensive and sold out in the same moment. Yeah. Um, but Seattle was fun. It was nice. And I liked it. And hopefully I get to experience that again. I don't think they'll probably go on tour together again. 
I don't think, I honestly think they're not going to go on tour anymore. I think this was it. You think this is the last show? I think this was it. I think, if anything, there's one more show left for them, one more tour for the Carter's album, because they didn't mm-hmm. see too much of that. But I don't think, I think they're going to, I think they're going to be super low key and we're not going to hear from them for a while. Like for a while, while or I mean, I believe that they will be low-key, and there's a part of me that kind of thinks that their thunder is not as strong as it used to be, so it might be smart to kind of bow out right now. Like, that's just strategic, in my opinion. Like, it's not that I'm saying that they're not dope, and I'm not saying that at the end of the day, they're not, like, iconic. What I'm saying is that they don't have the same thunder that they had in, let's say, the last three years. Like, it's just, I feel like, their thunder is fizzling a bit. I can I can sort of understand that. I I, I get what you're trying to say, what you're saying. Because um, there was that little component where I was like, this is it. Like, I can feel that they were happy this was done and over. They're going to go see their twin babies and Blue. And that is it. Like, they just want to go home. No, I'm not even saying that and it's because like, of that. I think that is, I think that they're just not as relevant as they were before. I think that even though I'm a huge fan of them, you have to come to terms with the fact that there's also a new wave and generation of music and different audiences listening. And they may not necessarily put a Beyonce or Jay-Z track first if it's like a party, you know what I'm saying? Or like a, a trendy environment. Mm-hmm. Like they, I'm not saying that they, they're not great and iconic. I just don't think that they're as now as everything else is. And I think that it would be smart to kind of lay low because if they, let's say if they put out another project within the next seven months, I don't think it's going to have the same level of success because people are kind of getting over the whole mega superstardom that they are. Oh, thing that they are. Because they're, because oh, you feel like mega superstars are always going to be around. I think like they're just always going to be there. Um, yeah. But they have to stop in order to stay relevant. They can't yes. put out trash. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I like the last album, the the Carter album, where it's both of them. So mm-hmm. I think that was them trying to be keeping up, if that makes sense, with everybody and keeping, you know, up yeah. To but date I'm not sure the if that necessarily like that. kept up a hundred percent. In your opinion, you think it did? I think they. I think they kept up. If you listen to that, it has still that she's rapping first. Uh, she's always rapped in a bunch of songs, but it still has that mumble rap to it. It still has the adult content to it to keep up with us, right? Because their fan base has grown out of what they used to be. They're in their 40s and they're trying to keep Right, up. they have a more adult audience as they're well. They're adult contemporary, as some would say. Like, it's a true adult contemporary audience yeah. that they have and who they are. Um, I do the think there is was good. A- the album was it. good, but it, it's it's not the best album that came out at that time. You know what I mean? Like what I I'm think saying. We're gonna have another episode on top albums of the year because that is definitely on my list of albums this year. No, it I think it was. Good. I think it was great. But what I'm saying is that, and I have to tread lightly because people are such huge fans of these people. I just think that their 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 fizzle and their fire is not as bright as it as was. It used to be. That's all. So it's like. You know, it takes a little longer for their music to catch on. It takes a little longer for people to say the album is great. Like, it, it doesn't, like, before it was, like, in hours, the whole world was, like, this is the best shit in the world. It doesn't happen like that. Anymore. No. No. We really criticize them a lot in a long format because for anything that they put out. Um, 
But I think we do need to hold another episode where we just talk about the music of this year because this year was interesting and music. And I think they fall within that category of great things that came out throughout the year. Overall, the show was great. It was amazing. The production was high level, extended. The, her voice was amazing. His voice was still great. And I had a great time. So shout out to Seattle for trying to keep me warm, but it was hot. It was cold as hell. It was super cold as hell. There was nothing you can do about it. Shout out. And I'm sure it was an amazing experience that will never be forgotten because that's how I felt whenever I've seen any of them. They're really fantastic artists. They're like one of the best of our time. And every time you see them, it leaves an impression. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, this is why you guys make the big bucks. You guys are like legit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like the outfit changes. I mean, when we talk about superstardom, you're talking about like these outfit changes, this glitter, this voice. To perfection. This perfectionist. And yeah. even when she would mess up, it was still just too perfect to even like qualify as a mess up, if that makes sense. That's her gift, man, performing. Like she is, no one can take that Sorry. away from her. The only thing I wish, and this is why I kind of hope that she goes by herself one day, is there's a lot of album cuts that I really, really love. Like things in old, like songs that aren't the poppy stuff, the big stuff, right? Like that I really, really love and that she doesn't sing. Like, she just doesn't sing those songs at all. You don't get to hear them. But I think um, the list is based on numbers or spins, no? Isn't that how they make the... Well, in this sense, this is listed... This performances were listed on a storyline. So it all mm-hmm. has purpose to it. So Resentment is an old-ass song, but she sings Resentment all the time. Because yeah. Resentment falls within the storyline of things. But she's not going to sing for me things off the Sasha Fierce album. But you never hear her sing anything off the Sasha Fields album other than single ladies. And she don't even sing that anymore. So, like, that's, like, interesting to me. Like, I wish she would just have a moment where she sings all the other things that she has, all the ballads and, like, small things that she has in other albums. And same with Jay. You want to hear other things. But, yeah, overall, it was a great show. Well, um, I'm glad that you experienced that. Thank you for sharing. Hopefully you'll post some of those pictures up so we can see some of the dope stuff that you were experiencing. That'd be yes. pretty cool. Yes. And um, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. And today we're going to touch on a few topics. We're going to talk about celebrity mess, life balance, and relationships. Um, we're going to actually have someone join our conversation live. As yes. we have in the past, but this is unique today because the person is going to actually be here on this platform. We're all going to be seeing each other. So this is definitely new. So please forgive us just in case we have a little bump <laughs> getting the person on. I'm hoping that there's not going to be any issues, but just in case, we just want to warn you, this is the first time we're actually introducing somebody into the conversation. So um, we're getting the details out right now to our guests. Um, this person is joining us from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. So that's not too far from me, but it's pretty far from a lot of people that might be watching or listening right now. And for those of you who like to listen to the weather, tonight is a warm summer night in Miami, Florida. Basically, it's like 80 degrees right now. So it's always hot here. Um, And in just a moment, we're going to introduce Canel. And whenever we can, Mara, just let us know. Yes. Give me, let's give him some time and he should be joining us in just a moment. Is there like a noise or something? Um, we probably will see him just pop up. Okay. Because I don't think it makes a noise when you join. I don't know. Okay. 
Well, we'll find out tonight. <laughs> and if you guys ever want to be live with us, if you want to chime in, we can start sharing this link a little bit too for those who are interested in joining us. So comments on the website, I mean, on YouTube, comment us on Twitter or Instagram and tell us you want to join in and chime in a little bit of any topics that we're talking about. We're trying to let you know in advance of the topics that we're having um, so that way you can join in on the conversation at any time. Yeah, for sure. And also, if you are a person who is a social media influencer, if you're a person who is a YouTuber, if you're a person that figured it all out and you would love to speak on that platform, you know, you're welcome to be on this um, episode with us too, because we're all kind of part of the same society and niche. And if we can cross promote and help each other out, you know, let us know. We're definitely open to that. And if anyone has any tips or if you guys, hey, you know, if you do it like this or this works for us, like free information is really appreciated. (laughs) (laughs) So we really would love that if you guys want to do that. And I, it look, I think someone may have joined because I, I got a, a third box here. I do have a third box here. Hello. Hello. How you guys doing? Good. How okay. are you? I can hear your voice. Okay. Good. Can, can you guys hear me? I don't have great lighting like you guys. You know, I'm just a little shade, little darker shade than y'all. So. Oh, no, no amateur lighting. <laughs> no worries. I can't see myself, so. Yeah, I know. It's like a black screen. It's weird. For real? Yeah. Maybe. Hold on, hold on. I see why. That might help. No. Come on. Okay, there you go. There There he is. Thank you for joining. Anytime. How you doing? Haven't seen you in forever. Forever, man. Like I think I, I think I met you when you first came from New York. Yeah. Um, you first came with a New York accent. You got like a Florida accent now. No, I do not have a Florida accent. <laughs> That's crazy. It's not as strong. Like, yo, like, you know, like, yeah. That's true. I'm not going to say you're from Brooklyn. I forgot where you're from. So. No, I'm actually from the Bronx. But the Bronx. Um, to be honest with you, it comes down to um, you become more professional. So you kind of switch up some of the lingo. You know what I'm saying? Oh, That's really what it comes down to. <laughs> You know, South Florida is a melting pot, so I had a bohemian accent at one point. It's gone. <laughs> I'm okay. Mama, so it's like, you know, like my accent's like gone, basically. It's all well, shout out to the Bahamas. Hey, thank you. But, you know, representing them zones. <laughs> and what is it, conch fritters that are super good? Oh, conch, conch fritters and conch salad? Yes, there you go. I love conch fritters. I think that's one of my favorite things, like, ever, every time we went to the Bahamas. You know when you take, like, a day trip to the Bahamas? Because it's just, like, one of those boats, and you just go and come back, like, little cruises. Conch fritters was all I wanted every time I went there. Especially when you go to the Keys, too. Oh, yeah. Like, I actually had um, one of my cousins brought me a box, and, like, I've just been making conch fritters and conch salad. I'm kind of tired of it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so much for joining us. Tell everybody your name, what you do, who you are, so we can start our conversation. Well, my name is Kanel Sakar. I'm originally from um, Abaco, Bahamas. Um, I am. I have my consulting business. I have an MBA in finance, and I'm currently in law school right now. Um, I am like I'm doing. I have a mentor program also that I'm part of. Um, helping you know young men to better themselves, and also I'm a co-director at my church as a um, 
a men's ministry. Um, what else? What else? I'm a very I'm an activist for you know just human rights in general. Um, and try to find ways to help you know better community. Um, and that's the, that's a little bit about me. I, I'm trying to release my book next year um, called Purging of a Good Man's Heart. Um, it's basically about just experiences as you know humans and how that can uh, impact your um, experiences on how you live and how um, you view people and things in life. So that's a little bit about me. And um, hopefully, you know, when this book is out, I can come back and talk more about it. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. What are you, what's your focus in, in law school? You said you're in law school, correct? The business law. Business. Yes. Okay. So business law is your focus? Yes. So, um, focus on, I, I, I really don't want to get too much in criminal law. That's not me. I think I have like too much of a good heart. Like you have to be like. I feel you. Me and you both. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 a sharky shark world out there. Um, and you know, as much as I like to help people, I want to make my money too. So I just want to stick to contracts. And, right, just to numbers uh, and and and, numbers. and signing here. Yeah, got it. That's it. You know. And, yeah, because criminal law, you have to be. You really have to put all your. I don't want to say morals aside, but you, you got to put everything. Yikes, guys, come on. Like, people have to do this for a living. <laughs> we can't say that there's a devil either. I mean, somebody has uh, to do that job. It is what it is. Your, you gotta sign your soul, is about. But you know what? It's like I had a lawyer friend like, talking on Facebook, and she was talking about, um, you know, the higher you climb, you have to struggle between um, the power and the money and I the actual ethics and actual human morals because the higher you get you have to make certain moves to be able to to get where you want to get to but how how much is really going to cost you to get up there like by the time you're up there you know um like you might not even recognize yourself because you had to do certain things to get to where you have to get to Really Do you truly working? believe that that people have to sacrifice a piece of themselves to really be successful or their morals? Like you, you truly believe that? Like, I believe that to a certain extent. Um, it comes with a sacrifice. You guys are just talking about, you know, the Jay Z and Beyonce. Like, they can't just walk out in public and just hang with anybody because of the fact that they have to make some type of sacrifice, in a sense, to to be where they're at. Like, even if it's, even, you know what, even with artists, like, it's a certain level of, because I'm trying to, trying to break down my, my explanation of sacrifice because, yeah, because it could mean so much things, you know, it means a lot of things. But in the same time, I think you have to make a certain amount of sacrifice to get to where you want to get to. Um, so sometimes it's, you know, a moral thing, an ethic thing, but it's up to you how deep you want to get into that. And another time, it can be just the sacrifice of your inner circle because you can't let anybody or everyone around you, like, because you don't know who's for you or who's not for you at the end of the day, because who's for your money or who's just there for your well-being. Um, I agree. And, and I'm learning that right now because of, like, you know, I just made some friends and, like, they're they're pretty, you know, high up there. And 
their inner circle is tight and they, you know, they have to put you through certain tests and certain, you know, see if you are worthy to be around them, around that circle. Because at the end of the day, if you don't have the money, if you, what do you have to prove to be around these people? Like, and sometimes I feel like that, like, what's the price? Like, for me to hang out with you, like, what's, what, what is going to cost me? Me being myself or me just telling you what you need to hear? So, but. Right. I mean, I think that it's safe to say that most people in, in, in the adult society have relationships based on what they can gain from that relationship, not necessarily using the person, but that there's some type of a positive outcome from that relationship. Whether it's a friend that with that friend, you guys always work out together, then that person is your friend that helps you stay fit. You know what I mean? So that that's a gain from that friendship or your one friend that, you know, happens to know all the movers and shakers in the city that you live in. So whenever you guys hang out, you meet really great people. You might really enjoy being with that friend, but you know it's a good relationship because you do gain from that. Or if even if it's that one friend that you have an emotional comfortability with that you can discuss private topics with, the reason that person is still in your life is because they serve as that purpose. So your friendships start becoming categorized in things that make you a better person. And I think that that's part of growing up. And that's true. Like, as much as I am, like, into, like, my whole church and ministry and stuff like that, like, I categorize my friends. Like, I have friends that I go out with. Like, I have friends, like, I go hang out and brickle with. And we just go into a bar. We have some drinks. We talk about business, about money, about making moves. And I have friends, like, I got some of my church friends that probably would never, you know, cross the bridge to South Beach, you know, Um, or... You know, go go to the office or something. I don't go to the office, but, you know. <laughs> the office is a strip club, by the way, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I have friends, like, I, but, you know, it all depends on what level of, um, if it's, I have my business friends, I have, like, my close friends that have been there for all my life, and I have friends that, associates, like, they're just there for what I can get from them or what they can get from me, and, I don't see if anything's wrong with that as long as there's an even exchange of right. um, friendships, resources. like yeah, friendships like that that are reciprocated up, upon resources. I realize are more valuable and happening more often as you become an adult because it's about your growth and your movement and your career and personal life and those kind of things. Because I, I always love that when you have someone who'll be like, "Oh, let me call Jimmy. He knows how to get me tickets to blah blah blah." Like. That's a real, that's, those are like, those acquaintances and those friendships build on that. I will say that, um, as you said before, like the higher you go up, sometimes there's like ethics and morals have changed. And back like around my mid twenties, I was at a job that I was there for several years. And the next step forward to be, was to be a senior. And I realized when I was in the associate level, um, I was already making decisions and things that for them that they would like, like correcting something, um, fabricating some numbers or something like that. Okay. Not numbers in dollars, not numbers in in, in 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 monetary because that would be terrible. That would be stealing. But yeah, numbers in a sense of like tracking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Numbers in a way of tracking things. Um, you know, they'll be like, you know, there was three of them, and you'll be like, sure, there was three. You know, like little things like that. You find yourself compromising little things. And then you start realizing you're doing it so often that you don't even feel bad about it. 
that it's just the norm. Um, and I knew that going into the senior position, I was just going to be even, I was going to end up like the, the lady who told me that it was three. I was going to be her, you know, I was going to start winking and, and hitting people and those kind of things. I was going to, that's what I was going to have to do. Is exactly did you feel bad if they would have paid you like an incredible amount of money? Like, would you have felt bad? I think I would have been more annoyed because it's like, I, I, for me, like I was already getting annoyed. I knew that if I was to continue moving forward, because you have to meet all the quota and all the information, all that stuff, I was just going to be stressed, stressed that I would have to, I'd have to fabricate it in order to make it happen, that it's not going to naturally happen. Yeah. Um, I, I walked away from that and knowing that that's not where I wanted to be anymore and knowing that's the culture I didn't want to be a part of because I wanted to work harder to make it happen as opposed to fabricating it and lying to myself of something that didn't exist and that didn't occur. The thing is, the higher you climb, even in corporate America, I'm finding out that, I have to use my words wisely, I'm finding out <laughs> that it's about the numbers. It's oh, about, yeah. Like they the bottom the line. Like, like right now, like what I, I'm not going to tell you the exact higher institution I work for, but like, I'm, I'm a supervisor over like scholarships that I manage over 90, $90 million. And it's like, based on that, like everyone cares about those numbers. And if something goes wrong, they want to know where those numbers coming from. And it's like, people talk about numbers, 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 numbers. And, and I think that's how some companies like people like steal like from 0. 0.0001 and you never notice, and someone mm-hmm. ends up getting like, you know, what a billion dollars in their account and stuff like that. Because, <laughs> wow, yeah. jeez, that like, sounds really, really, really illegal. <laughs> and that's how they end up getting. A lot of times they end up getting caught because of the fact that once that once those transactions starts happening, you won't you won't see it because of the fact that it's small digits. However. In the currency world, because right now I'm studying cybersecurity, um, that's the biggest thing right now. Companies are investing in security, online security, because yeah. like just like we could be talking right now, like I could just be going on your computer and just like getting all your information and build a whole profile just like yours. And just like no, you're right. It's so crazy how even Facebook didn't even mention how. You know, I think it was like five million people. Like they basically like someone hacked into Facebook's server and like took five million people information. Imagine how much information that's within that. Like they can create different profiles and actually get money from people because you got to keep in mind that Facebook has this. Was it? It's not Apple Pay, but Facebook Pay now. So mm-hmm. it's basically connected to people's money too. So that's a big old thing that's happening right now where they're trying to back up their security. So money numbers like the higher like i'm noticing it now because i'm i'm like basically like two levels from the president of school so it's like okay you know what so if someone tell me hey canal we want to like the other day some they're asking three hundred thousand dollars like where is it i'm like <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's not in my bank but i better find out what happened to three hundred yeah thank you dollars. I know what happened with $300,000. No company is going to ignore that. So no matter how much money I'm managing, I better find out where this $300,000 is at. It's there, but where is that at the end of the day? And 
a lot of times people fabricate, hey, it's it's right there, you know, but you can play with the numbers but for so long. Yeah. Um, and like ethics and morals is so important um as you grow and like that's how a lot of these people are getting like screwed up because eventually it'll catch up to you. you right. Know? And I mean I, I'm I'm trying to catch up with you right now, Canal, because it seems like you have a lot of different things going on. Right now, you just mentioned cybersecurity, law school, all kinds of hanging out in Brickle. You know what I mean? Like, you're doing a whole lot of going on. So we want to make sure that we touch on everything. So we, I want to make sure to bring up um, Sikar Inc. Um, it seems like you have a business, right, that you do, do. Um, branding packages, public relations, graphic design, web design, marketing products. That sounds like you can help a small business. Tell us about that. Yeah, so um, basically, the five years ago, um, I I started like I, I was basically working for like friends. I was doing like small freelance work for friends, and like one of my friends came up to me and was like, "Hey, Canal, like, why don't you just start a business, just doing things that you like?" Because originally I was an architect major in graphic design. Wow, you do a lot. For- yeah. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm yeah, I have like yeah, I got a couple degrees, a couple of loans too. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm trying to find ways to pay those things off. So with that, like with Sakar Inc., um, I basically created a company of different things that I'm I'm good at, um, in different arenas that I'm, you know, I find myself as an expert in. And where I want to help like, you know what, small businesses to look and feel like a five um five five hundred fortune company. Um, so from there, like I started helping different small businesses and like I really don't like advertise mine as much because it keeps me busy enough to do word of mouth um and I feel like you need to have something not even on the side but you need to have multiple streams of income to really make it out here especially in South Florida um like I was telling you like you know South Florida it's like it's it's there's opportunity but in the same time, there's like a shift that's going on between these baby boomers and the millenniums of trying to um, adjust into um, positions. But I feel like if I left South Florida, I'd probably be straight. I'd probably be like... I don't think... No, I, I think even here in Seattle, I think it's major cities that you live in that where you have to have multiple streams of income in order to feel like you're keeping up or feel like you're doing something or feel like you're part of something. I think that's the norm in major cities, especially for people like around our age, because people like you are doing so have so much happening, so much things that I myself, I'm like, well, I don't know how to architect or design like, like adding that on top of all the other layers. So I think for some reason, all of us are like a jack of all trades. I think if that's the right word. Because yeah, but masters is none, right? Exactly. And then that becomes a little bit, I think, irritating for someone my age where I'm like, I want to master one thing, but I also want to know it all. And I want to be aware of it all. It's the thing with millennials, though. Like, I think we're all around the same age group. So I'm not going to ask you guys your age. So it's more of like with this whole like 9 11 thing happened with the um, recession and like, jobs weren't the same anymore. So what we had to do, we had to learn different things to move based on where we're at. Like, you know, South Florida and Seattle, like based on the career path, they probably most likely not the same based on concentration wise. Like down here is more like medical, 
like if you want to get into like there's all these nurses nowadays. There's a lot of nurses down here. That's true. My mom wanted me to be a nurse (laughs) when I lived when I lived back home. That's all she wanted me to be because being a nurse is a secure position, and that's why nine eleven and recession things like that. Our parents wanted to push us to be something secure. Being a nurse is never going to go away. It's never going to disappear. So that's I think that's why you'll end up like shit. There's so many. Well, somebody needs to do it, and I probably would have done it too. <laughs> and, that's, and that's one of the reasons why, like, you know what, I created my company because I was like, you know what, just in case some other company is just gonna go ahead through a massive layoff, you know, at least I have like my hustle on the side to like keep me until I find something else. Right. Uh, you know, I, I gotta stop saying hustle. I got, you know, it's more like my business to keep me right. going. Like, because right after this, I'm like jumping on the computer till like, you know what, one, two o'clock, and then wake up go ahead to my regular job because at the end of the day, you have to do what you have to do. To yeah, but you also have to believe that all of this is going to give you a time that you don't have to work this hard anymore because I personally have a lot of things going on, a lot of moving parts, and I have a lot of personal time sacrifice to be able to make those things happen. You know what I'm saying? So it's like yeah. the only reason you're doing that is because you have faith that it's going to result in you being able to take it easy eventually. Like, you don't want to just always have 15 different things going on with all this time. You don't. Like, that's not the point. Nobody dreams to be exhausted. You know what I'm saying? So I hope that all this work makes sense because sometimes it feels like your wheels are spinning. Like, it's like, you know what I mean? Because it's like, you know, I'm just doing this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. And you want, like Marley said, for there to be an end result that it's like, yo, I'm, I'm, I am that person for this. You feel me? Like I'm the go-to, I'm fucking fantastic. I have clientele. I don't even need to introduce myself. You know, like that's the point. And that's what you, you hit it on the, it's all about self-employment. You want to get there by yourself, not, not necessarily by yourself. You want to own it to the point where, you know what? If I want to be here or if I want to just go to Italy tomorrow, you know, just call my jet, fuel it up. Like, you want, like, my thing is in five years, I want to be self-employed. I want to own my own business or full, like, full service, not going to a nine-to-five, just going in wherever I want to go into. Um, And that's my ultimate goal. Like, all the sacrifice I'm doing right now is to get me to that end result where I can be on my own. I could be chilling in Bahamas, eating my conch salad. And just, <laughs> just chilling, talking to clientele right here on a computer. You need me, I'll fly to you, or I'll fly you to me. And and that's and I think it is possible, but you have to stick to what you're good at and just focus on those strengths and connect people around you. And that's why like I have different friends in different places because it's just a phone call away, you know. Um, and when you network and you make yourself rounded, and especially you know what? I'm not trying to get political, but if you make if you put the right people around you, it'll make you look good. Just like, well, I wouldn't say Trump, but he put people around him and around around him enough to where you won't you could tell his weaknesses, but it's not gonna like destroy the country per se. So, and I say it in the sense of you have to work your network because of the fact that that's how you're gonna get your dreams accomplished faster. Right. It's about who you know. What you know is going to keep you there, but it's who you know is going to get you to that door at the end of the day. 
That's yeah. a quotable moment for sure, because that's literally how it is. Unfortunately, everybody gets really upset at nepotism. People get really mad at like the boys club, the girls club or the black club or the Spanish club. Like, you know, people hook each other up based on whatever lineage you have. You know what I mean? But this is real life. Like in the real world, like people hook up their people and yeah. like it is what it is. I'm sorry to say, like, it's the truth. Literally, like, back in the days, used to go to South Beach, used to go to Brickell, like, never had to pay one thing. Not a dollar. <laughs> and, like, I had friends that were promoters, and what a lot of these clubs do, and I don't know if they still do it as much, but they basically hire people, like, actually, I saw that in Brickell, like, two weeks ago. We went in there, they kind of, like, I think they were escorts. This guy was celebrating his birthday. He was just buying bottles. You see all these girls around him. And like, I looked at my friends. I was like, I looked at one of my friends and I was like, like, what's going on here? Like, these girls are not really enjoying, even like the host was drinking some of his drink. And like about two o'clock, like everybody just left and he was by himself. And I was like, you know what? Sometimes you can have all the money in the world, but money can't buy you friends. So basically, the club was just bringing people to him and like helping celebrate yeah. his birthday, but he really had no one. And Damn, that's like, sad. <laughs> that was very sad. It's a very sad ending to the story. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I wasn't trying to go there, but I was trying to go about you know, like who you know wise. Like, yeah, basically, you don't have to pay for anything. But at the same time, I went to I got. I kind of like sidetracked like the real moral of that story. You know what? You know what? It's interesting. You just hit the nail on the head. The one thing that's a fact out here is that everybody's a fucking poser. Like you don't really know who's really like everybody's acting and, and everyone's like fronting and acting like they got money and people don't be having money like that. Like everything is a show here. Like it's unbelievable. It's like, I've never seen anything like this. Like people live to like show off and like not have anything. Like it's just the craziest thing in the world. And you know what's funny here? People don't do that. I, I can tell you that in here. I mean, I guess people who have it show it, but no one's trying to one up another or show it off. I don't think so. I don't but think it, I it's, run it's into the, that circle here. It's the South Beach mentality though. It's the South mentality that you're in a music video. Like you have arrived. Like. Like, clubs pay, spend millions of dollars to give you that feeling. And now people put it within themselves, you know, what, rent necklaces, rent cars just for the weekend. Right. I was watching a documentary on Vice, shout out to Vice, um, and it was about exotic cars in Miami. And it's not too long for anybody who wants to watch it. It's on their website. Basically, they're talking about how the exotic rental car business is so successful out here because people drop all kinds of money to like drive, you know, phantoms and like, you know, Lamborghinis and all these cars that no one even knows how to drive properly. Cause they're not like the average car. You know what I'm saying? I see it all the time. Like I literally see guys in like these Ferraris and they can't even park it. And it's just like, <laughs> oh, this is funny. I was at a gas station. This guy didn't even know where to put the gas at in the Ferrari. I don't think because I would either. Because it's a rental. I mean, we're not at that tax bracket that we can buy $200,000 cars. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's normal for us not to know how to use that. But everybody out here literally comes out here to, like, to drop $1,200 on a rental and just like be acting like you balling and, and the pictures for the gram. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Shout out to the Instagram model. 
<laughs> I think I think Instagram even made it more made it worse because I remember those days, bef- like right around Instagram starting or like before it's at this level now. When you used to go to Miami, people still did that a little bit, like still yeah. rented a car or still went a little extra and had like a seating in the VIP. I remember not having to pay for things because you knew people, the bodyguard, you knew whomever. Um, and I think as time progressed with more social media, it's when it really, really was like in your face and everybody had like six people had a, like, instead of your whole crew having one nice car, about six people, each person in the group got a car and the rented. I was like, not all of y'all came on vacation like this. The most like, fascinating thing about it now is that like people are not even having fun in VIP, but they're like yelling when the cameras, hey, and then when it's over, like everybody is sitting there super bored. I'm like, what is this? Like literally you're living for the ground. Like this doesn't make any sense. Well, it's not at all like having um, bottle battles. So they'll buy <laughs> bottles to compete with the next person. Not even going to drink it. Like you basically, okay, I have more bottles than you. And it's like, okay, what does that mean? I need to manage a club because if people are dropping five to a thousand dollars, five hundred to a thousand dollars, they didn't. What you need to do is get a no. You need to get a Phantom or Lamborghini, and that shit will pay itself with people renting it. It should pay like it's like a like a house. It pays itself with the people renting it out. That's one bottle. What you talking about? Five? Like this one bottle costs you good. I I spent over a thousand dollars. I mean, I'm assuming you're talking about like a nice club, of a course. Nice club. But I'm talking, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I've heard of people like, paying three thousand dollars for a bottle. Three thousand. Yeah. 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 The people, you can spend a good ten G's in one night. And then you think about it when you go to the liquor store, the bottle only costs sixty bucks. Yeah. Or hundred dollars. <laughs> and then you want to like kill yourself after. Or that so, disgusting Moet bottle they give you of champagne. You're like really Moet. Like, I'm spending a lot of money on champagne right now. I could have gone to CVS and purchased the Moet bottle. Like, it's that simple. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, man, I hate that sometimes. Well, enough about clubs. We want to talk about your mentorship program um, and how you are able to give advice to the people from your church. Like, how do people get in contact with you? Well, it's more of like we're working with um, millenniums, like between 18 and 40 right now. And what we're trying to do, like, I have, like, older men that's with me. So I'm, like, getting mentored as I'm continuing through with this process also. Um, so what we're doing is we're trying to, we're working with young men to help them develop themselves. Um, even if it's, um, you know, spiritually, financially, emotionally, try to find those different weaknesses and try to bring them into strength. So what we're working on the curriculum right now for these young men between like four to six months and within that it should show some type of progress and what I want to implement also in there is you know teach people how to use whatever you're good at and turn it into something like that make money for you at the end of the day I feel like you know like I say your gift's gonna make room for you like whatever you're good at it should you should be able to make some type of money out of it um to support yourself so you can eat at the end of the day. So, like, if anyone really wants to get more involved into that, they can always email me at my personal email, which is canal.sakara at gmail.com, um, and I can give them more information about that and when we're going to start the next session. 
Oh, that's fantastic. Well, I know you have a lot going on and I know one of the things that you must be good at is balance. How do you balance all of these different hats that you wear? You know what? I'm, I'm working on balance. Like my wife is, um, like she's teaching me about that. Like I'm such a workaholic to the point that um, it's like when my body finally tells me, you know what, enough is enough. And that's when I really like give into it. So what I'm doing right now for balance wise, like I'm trying to go out more. Like I'm trying, other than networking, I try to like just go out and just enjoy life. You know, like we live in South Florida. So that means there's something going on like every weekend per se. And part of balancing, I feel it's, you know, other than, you know, family, you have to get self-care. Like I truly believe in self-care because if you don't like take care of yourself first, like, you're going to, like, be bitter to everybody else. You know, you mm-hmm. have to love yourself first. Because if you don't love yourself first, it's, like... And it took me a while to, to realize that because I'm, like, why am I, like, so upset? Like, I'm, like, helping everybody else, but what about self? You know, I really had to come to that realization that, hey, Canel, you need to start taking care of yourself. You need to start putting yourself first. Because if you don't put yourself first, like, how can you help other people out? Like, you really can't. You maybe think that you are, but really, reality is, if you like pouring out, it's like a bank. Like if you pouring out, you eventually become empty. And but yeah. if you're not putting back into it, like at the end of the day, you're not gonna see where that's coming from. So part of my goal for 2019 is to travel more. You know, I really want to travel more because, you know, like like I was telling you about my story. You know what? You know what happened with my wife wise. It's like. Well, why don't you share that with everyone? What happened with you and your wife recently? Okay, so basically, um, she had um, she had low iron, so she went in there like on a Monday, and she had a blood transfusion, and couldn't find out that she had to run more tests, and then she ended up having a fever, and from there, like they found out something with her gallbladder, and um, she had to get that removed. So within a week, like all these things happening, and I'm like, what's going on here? Because you know, it feels like these, these people at the hospital like looking for something, like constantly finding something. So from Monday to all the way Saturday, she ended up having surgery. And, you know, that really was like a life lesson for me. Like, you know what? Your life can change in just one report, like one second. Um, if you're not enjoying it, if you're not, you know, appreciating what you have, like you never know when you're going to go. So, you know, you have to put certain things in perspective, like, you know, self-care. You know, to make sure that you're healthy enough. Like, you know, it comes to a point, like, you have to have life insurance because you never know what's going to happen. You know, you want to, you know, your family. I don't want my family to come to that decision, burn them or put them in a casket. Like, at the end of the day, it comes back to that. Like, people don't, people don't understand, like, how important these things are. And, like, you're thinking that, oh, you know what, I got a couple years or a couple days. Like, you could be gone tomorrow. You know, and like, how are you? Preparing? So you think that because you felt like you could have lost your wife, thank God, nothing like that happened. But you, you, you feared that for a second because every every day something worse was happening. You kind of had to even think for a moment, like, is it possible that this could, you know, end badly? Like, how does that feel when you're married? Like, does it feel like, like what what's gonna happen? Um, it's a reality check because at the end of the day, like you are, 
you're young, like we're young and it's like, oh, it's 30, I'm 35. And you're thinking that you're going to live like, you know, another 40, 50 years. And it's like, and to have that feeling of like, okay, you know what? Could be gone anytime soon. It's like that, that's like, that's like saying life when you're not sure right now, like what is going on, you know? And really what it taught me is like, you know what? You have to be prepared every day. Not that you're you're preparing for death per se, but it's like you have to prepare yourself for like, just like I said, that song, you know, living my best life now, like, you know what? And it's like, you have to live for now. You can't really live for tomorrow because you don't know what's going to happen. I think like, you know, when when they say for better or for worse, like a lot of people don't take that, a lot of people take that for granted. You know, they don't really think about it as, you know what, I'm going to live the best part of all of this marriage and not thinking about the the, the worst part that's going to happen. I think that's what, it wasn't, I wouldn't even say it's fear, but it was like a reality check. A wake up call. Things like to make sure yeah. to, to start spending more time on yourself. And I mean, I've had those moments like that. Where like, well, okay, let me use my time wisely. Um, and I'll purchase myself a spa time or something like that. And if I can't go to the spa, I make the spa at home, you know, something of self care in that sense. Um, one of my things here, and I suggest to you guys, is like Florida has so much you can possibly do. Like there are so many things you can do throughout the entire state of Florida. And something I did here was start listing all the different things that I could do here, all the different mountains and hikes and those kind of things or experiences that you can have in where you live that's not going to be expensive and too much on you and still feel like a small vacation or like right. still feel like you have something going on. Um, and as a part of that self-care too. So right. um, that's definitely a way to approach it too, especially if you guys are like, you know, just trying to find, making sure to spend more time together, more time of your own and things like that. Make your own experiences. It doesn't have to be lavishly, like we said about those people on South Beach. Ever. Right. And it's like, you know, especially when you live in a, in a place that everyone goes to visit, you know what I mean? Like people come from all over the world to come to the places where you live and you're not taking advantage of the beautiful place that you live. And there's so many museums and tourist attractions and educating yourself with the history of where you live. Like, I feel like people miss out on that. Even when I used to live in New York, people barely went to like 42nd street, like unless they had to. Nobody they were wants, like, no, no way. No, nobody wants you know to be I mean? in Times Square. No one wants to be in Times Square. But then again, the whole world comes there to see that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it just makes you kind of reflect and realize you have to appreciate America where you're from. Because we go to other countries and we like do all kinds of educational stuff and we learn all kinds of stuff. But like here, you don't know anything. You don't even know your history of your own country. You don't even, you're not even traveling. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's just something I've always thought of. That's true. You know, you have to, like I say, like I tell a lot of people that like my weekends is like a vacation. Like uh, he froze or or no? Uh oh, I think he froze. Oh no! Are yeah. you there? I'm there. Okay, okay cool. <laughs> no, you're back. You're back. It, it's so much things that you can do, and I think it's part of that balance is. You don't have to spend a lot of money. You just have to like just go out and do things. It should be right. Just, just do something. And I mean, you clearly are doing many things because you're doing. All- <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you're even like, did you finish writing the book, or you're still writing the book? 
I'm still I'm in editing stage right now. Oh wow! Okay, so it's already written. It's already written. Like I just don't want to talk too much about it. No, of course not. Of course not. Well, can I ask? I don't know if you want to hear answer this question, but are you self publishing or looking for a publisher? You know what? I learned how to self publish from someone, Um, and I'm talking about sending it to Congress for registering the name and getting the IP, the IPN number or serial number with the barcode. So I can self publish. Um, Am I going to do it? It depends. It depends who's going to write that check. You know, if I can find someone that loves my story um, and they're going to just sign that contract and, hey, all for it. At the end of the day, you know what? I self-published the second one. Well, tell everybody (laughs) the name of the book just in case somebody wants to go ahead and give you that donation. Uh, I'll give them half of the name. Um, A Good Man's Heart. Oh, okay. All right. A Good Man's Heart. Awesome. Now, also tell everybody... How do they follow you? How do they get in contact with you? Um, your, you know, your handle, all of that, so people can know how to contact you. Well, I'm on Instagram, um, like K underscore E N E L, um, Twitter, um, Nell twenty thirty nine, Facebook, Canel Sakar, um, email Canel at gmail dot com. Um, even with my own my business website, um, Sakar Inc. Um, dot com. So www.sicarinc.com, just like Sicaro, but it's without the O. But uh, yeah, it's like, you know, um, I like to network and, you know, do business with people. And I truly believe about, believe in integrity, believe in, you know, um, I, I support others because I know at the end of the day is that karma, you know, it's going to come back to you, you good or bad. Um, so I always give people the benefit of the doubt, no matter what, you know, I'm a big supporter. Awesome. And we, we appreciate you being here and being a part of our conversation. Thank you so much for, for being a part of this. I know it's kind of late and we all have to get up early tomorrow and you have to go do one of your 12 jobs. So (laughs) I'm I'm actually doing a website for someone right now. So enjoy that. That's a lot of work. work. Oh yeah, it is. But this. I wouldn't say shortcuts, but like once you do couple, it doesn't take that long. Um, but someone, a designer, will tell you like, okay, it's gonna take you a month, but they'll just be chilling like half the time. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you for uh, joining us. I definitely am gonna have all your information on the bottom of our YouTube as well as on our um, Instagram. We'll tag you in it, and everyone who's interested in learning more about the mentorship program, the upcoming book publishing, and any other of your uh, adventures that you have, you can help people with, and actually even just networking. We'll definitely have the contact information available for anyone who's interested. Thank you, ladies. I appreciate This has been my my first interview, and uh, I have another, actually I have another one before the end of this month. Um, but you know what? It's been great like i enjoyed it awesome um and thank you and i continue supporting you guys thank you day one one, i've been sharing messy mondays (laughs) thank you so much and 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 tell your wife we said hi and we are so glad that she's okay yes she's in the background listening right now all right all right all right bye you too 
So you're there. Yes, I'm here. That was fun. That was a great conversation. Yeah. Um, I love hearing of other people's. I'm glad to hear other millennials, I guess we're on that level, um, are just as crazy as us and you <laughs> as crazy as me. Well, you we'll have, have ADD. <laughs> <laughs> Where you have just all this information in your head and you have all these tasks and all these abilities and all these things and you just want to do them all. And yeah. at the same time, you don't want to do any of them at the same time. <laughs> and you, you want to just like you want to find the way to just make money and do nothing can it just make itself like why can't it just happen so that's a real millennial kind of way of thinking and that's just what we are people so yeah. so be it yeah but we're on the more mature side of the spectrum <laughs> i think so there's there's a, there's a category of millennials that it's like they show up and they're like i showed up and then you're like that's not how to show up like, you know what? I want to. I want to pick up another because my first major is sociology, uh, my bachelor's degree, and so with the changes of everything that's occurred throughout the several years and the generations and the generation gaps of how it looks like now, I really want to take another sociology class just to get a better idea of how yeah, things that's are really now. Interesting. Because my sociology was, I graduated in two thousand nine ish ten. So, so much has changed in over 10 yeah, years. Yeah, you're right. It would be so interesting to hear now these uh, new human behaviors that are coming up. Yeah. And, yeah. Human behaviors, social behaviors, um, mm-hmm. how we interact with one another, those kind of things. And like then these generations that we talk about. And, and really, and then and now in an era, like this is called the Trump era, you know, just like the Obama era, like the Obama era passed while I was in college. And then now we're in a different era. And so how does that have the impact on the social standards also? Plus the growth of Instagram and the growth of social media is a whole different concept that when I was in school, wasn't available to me at the time. Wasn't a concept that was a conversation to have. It wasn't, we weren't as deep into it as we are now. So I would love- I can't even imagine what it's like to go to like junior high and like high school um, with the level of pressure that you feel at that age. For just, mm-hmm. you know, all kinds of stupid reasons that you realize that you're just being an idiot when you were a teenager. And, like, now with the social pressure of Instagram and, like, how you're supposed to look, like, this must be a tough It is. Tough I have time. some, I don't know if you have younger cousins or, like, teenage cousins at the current moment. It's really hard to communicate with them sometimes, to be honest. It's annoying. And you want to slap the shit out. <laughs> yeah. And- I'm like, why am I following you on Snapchat? Because I'm just going to curse you out later or be like, why the hell? Like, I've seen my little cousins on Snapchat and they're at a party and she wearing her short shorts and her skinny and her spaghetti straps. And you're just like, little girl, get off my Snapchat. Why are you on my Snapchat like this? And her friends like hung out. Huh? And they block you. No, she doesn't block me. She doesn't care that I'm watching. In my head, I'm like, I want you to block me because I yeah. don't want to watch this. So you're just like, this is so different. Like we had pictures. We had to literally physically go print it out if we were right. And I just, I just don't know if that is a good for people at that age. That's so impressionable. Like we would have been addicted to it too. I'm not saying that we would have been any better. The point is that I just know how I am and how I mean how I was at that stage in my life. And, like, to incorporate social media into that mix, I feel like that would have just been, like, worse. I don't know how to explain it. Like, it's just, like, 
more access. You could talk to more people. More like pressure, could, yeah. It's just so much. Like, and it's like I don't know. I I um I sometimes speak to people that are younger, and I'm just like, wow, you're an asshole. Like, I don't know why like younger people are assholes. It's like you're an yeah. asshole. I'm like, and why do you? Yeah, like you're an ass. And I yeah. would tell them that. And people were like, oh, they're 12. I'm like, they're still an asshole, though. Like, that kid is a dick. <laughs> like, it's like, <laughs> what the hell is going on right now? Like, wow. I don't know what it is. <laughs> but I don't know. Um, I know. How are we on time? Right now, we're a little bit over an hour. Okay. So we're doing good here. Um, we did have one more topic we wanted to touch upon on. And I thought this was intriguing. I think we had had a conversation last week about, well, speaking on social media, we, Kim Kardashian is the person we always touch upon. And there might be, we might have to put her like on a side shelf or something and be like, no more talking about this person. Yeah, but she, when social media comes up, like she's going to come up somehow. Because she's, she gonna, is... she's always going to be a part of it. Um, in the past recent weeks, we have seen Kanye on social media, leave social media now. He has nothing. Um, and then the past weeks that he was on social media, he was in Chicago and he was on um, Instagram and made a video telling people to stop talking about his wife. People including um, Nick Cannon, who is the ex-boyfriend of Kim Kardashian's. Super ex-boyfriend. So really, I didn't really back in the day shit. Like before Ray J. Like, yeah push it back but he didn't say anything bad or demeaning he just when he him was, look really armenian like super armenian <laughs> yeah. like super armenian and, yeah um he was asked about her and so he answered the question he wasn't i didn't find it over the line disrespectful and he didn't bring up her name so that's why i was like okay it's not him who brought it up he's just answering questions um so he kind of lashed out at him, and he also lashed out at Tyson Beckford. And if you guys don't remember, a couple weeks ago, um, Shade Rumor somewhere posted a picture of Kim, and Tyson Beckford made a comment saying something like, it's not real or it's plastic or something like that. And Kim Kardashian clapped back and be like, I know you wouldn't like it anyway, sis. And we all know when you call someone sis, it's well, a little a man, a man. Yeah. A man, sis. Yeah. It's a little dig, and she put the nail polish emoji and we've all heard the rumors before in all of our lifetime, if you haven't heard about Tyson Beckford. just want to say. But I have seen Tyson Beckford in person, and he is as chocolate and gorgeous as he looks like. On, he actually and, looks better in person than he does on camera. I think so. Yeah, I no, honestly. So. I've seen him too. I mean, out here, he's out Miami. here. <laughs> Miami things. Mm-hmm. Um, so she clapped back with that. And I think Kanye also clapped back at him. When he clapped back at Nick Cannon. Anyways, needless to say, in the past couple of days, Kim has posted a picture um, wearing a Chanel vintage bikini and very small for her boobs and for her booty. But she's posted it and she's given us the shots of just her face and her body, like very close up. And Tyson took the picture of her face, which was like a mouth open, tongue out kind of thing, trying to be sexy, but I think I found it more like why is this on my timeline kind of thing? Like I didn't sign up for this. It was kind of gross. Yeah. And it's like, it was like a little off putting. Like I just wasn't like mm-hmm. here for it. Um, and it wasn't for like a magazine cover or something. It was just like her. I think that's what made it more off putting. Um, Tyson took that and put an eggplant emoji at her mouth with a little man as holding the eggplant emoji. And 
That I found a little bit pushing over the edge. I mean, honestly, I think any other internet troller would have done the same thing. I'm sure. It's just that he happens to be a famous model. So, you know, but I'm sure other people did shit with that picture to like destroy. I'm sure if we were to click the hashtag, we would have found it. But for a person who already had back and forth with her or with her husband. Yeah, he's clearly he's clearly salty towards the West couple. You know what I mean? Like he clearly is salty against them. But honestly, like my take on Kim posting the pictures first. I remember I sent it to you when it first dropped, and I was like, "What is going on?" <laughs> and it's just like I personally don't like when any woman posts pictures that are pornographic for attention. That's just my personal preference. I'm one of those women that. I don't think that we have to look like I'm waiting for cum to hit my mouth to be pretty. Like, I feel like there's so many layers before that that you can do, you know, like, you know, like even Tiana Taylor did Playboy and I don't have an issue with that. She has an amazing body. And when that woman is 70 years old and she looks at that magazine, she's going to be like, yo, but look at your moms. You know what I'm saying? Like, I used to be amazing. So I'm not even a conservative person like that. I just don't like when women... You know, like I felt like that was a little gross, and I and like it's like she she looked like she wanted someone to come on her mouth. Like that's what I looked at it like. And I think what makes it more why we probably didn't like it is because it was a picture just for Instagram, and I don't think it had a purpose. It wasn't for a well, magazine. The purpose was for her to look attractive and for no. people to want to have sex with her. But like when Tiana Taylor posing for Playboy, it's posing for Playboy. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's to have a physical, it is a professionally done. It is a moment in time. It is a time capsule of itself. Um, and in this case, that picture or those pictures was just, a, like you said, more of a pornographic kind of aspect of attention seeking. Yes. I think it was like, attention seeking. As opposed to posing for something because I have this cute vintage bathing suit on, take a picture of me in front of a wall. We would have accepted it differently. I just think that also I don't understand the method behind why she keeps doing this type of stuff. Like, I, I, I get at least to me, I feel like Kim Kardashian has graduated from this already. Like, it's like I thought we were past she, it. Yeah, I thought I thought she she has rightfully so moved on because it's like you have accomplished hella shit. You are a very successful female. You are very wealthy. You have multiple businesses. You are probably the most followed person on social media in the planet. So it's like, you don't need to do these things. You feel me? Like, it's like, I just didn't understand. Like, it kind of confused me. Like, why? Like, why did you, like, was it for the shock factor? Or is it that you, I don't know. Like, it's just like, I get it that we're all about women can do whatever they want with their bodies and all this other shit. It's just the fact that there's a time and a place for everything. And I don't think that, me seeing her in a pornographic fashion makes me feel like I'm closer to Kim Kardashian now. Like, it's like, what was the point of this? Like, I truly, like, it went right over my head. I'm like, I just don't like this picture. I think we've outgrown it also. I think that's the other part. We've outgrown her, in a sense. Like, it's not, it's no longer interesting. I wouldn't say that because I watch your show. So I'm not saying I don't watch the show. So I'm not saying I'm not interested. And I actually do sometimes watch the stories, you know, when she posts them because I, I like 
Um, I like that she's pretty and I like that she dresses nice. So things like that sometimes make you watch people on Instagram. That's what Instagram is. Um, and also, you know, sometimes you can see a little bit of her kids and her kids are super cute, you know, like, so that type of stuff, you know, that's what, that's fine. So I don't think that she's not necessarily not interesting anymore. I just think that she needs to like pick a lane. Like, it's just like, how are you, uh, human rights activist that's like really making moves out here and also like a slut like I don't know like I get that this is now but I don't know I just I don't know I don't even know how to categorize it anymore because it's like I'm so nervous to say certain things now because everybody's so like you know what I'm saying I don't know I think I started to like Kylie a little bit more because she's more in that mommy mode like like young mommy mode and she has a direction which is all about her makeup there's nothing else. It's her being a mom, her being with her friends, her being out, like, trying to hide out as much as possible, and as well as her focus on her makeup and what she's doing with her makeup and where her makeup is going and what's the new blah, blah, blah. Is I that find- Kylie's real body? Because her body is fire. I, for a 20-year-old who just, a 21-year-old who just had a baby, I think so. She wow. wasn't, I mean, imagine, yeah, if you're at a young age and you were working out prior, you're going to snap back like this nothing happened. She has a really, really nice shape. Like and if she that's her doing injections and things like that, yeah. and, her, and her lips. So I'm sure since she stopped her lip, I'm assuming she probably stopped everything else too. If there was anything more, but I think that's all her. That snapped back. She looks really good and wow. gained weight at the same time. Um, like good weight, like around yeah. her from that. Um, yeah. So that was just you know wanted to get some thought on kind of that disrespecting the picture in a sense i know that anyone else would have done it but i think he did it for the attention and mm-hmm. also did it because he's petty and mad and uh she called you sis so <laughs> i get it and we've all heard that rumor before so I, i'm sure this this may have triggered an argument within the west home because i mean i don't know i obviously Kanye lets her be and do whatever she wants but i can understand as her husband how he would have an issue with her posting pictures like that like I don't know. I would get it too. Yeah. Um, so if there are any, that's the final topic of the evening. That is the final topic because we got to end it with a little sprinkle of the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> a little messiness, a little bit sometimes. <laughs> thank you guys for joining. Oh, special thank you to everyone who listens. Um, we want you to make sure to subscribe. Subscribe. There's a little button. I'm assuming somewhere's on there. On your red. Click on it, it'll turn gray, and you're subscribed. Yeah. Um, uh, special thing, thank you to our special guest today. All the information will be listed below. Make sure you're following us on everything Instagram, our website, MessyMondaysPodcast.com. Um, a little update on what I have going on. I'm still freelancing. Feel free to hit me up in my DMs. You can slide in there on Twitter or on Instagram. And we can talk more details and you can find a way to email me with more information uh, and show me what are you guys Yes, and um, I have a ton of things going on. But uh, shout out to Crypto Mondays. I was there tonight. It was another successful night. Shout out to that. That's once a month, all crypto and blockchain enthusiasts. Uh, we get together and have educational panels. I'm part of the planning committee. And uh, we executed another successful one. Shout out to Erica. You are the homie. Without you, I don't know how we would do it. Now, um, aside from that, uh, this week in Miami is Blockchain Week, by the way. So whoever's out there, I... I'm supposed to be. 
Aww. And uh, you know why I'm like that. <laughs> I know. Uh, blockchain <laughs> shift is coming up, guys. I know a lot of people are coming into town for that. I'll be there. So if anybody wants to connect, network, and talk, let me know. Um, the gala on Wednesday, I'll be posting some pictures, guys. I think the place is going to be beautiful, the Temple House. And just because no one else is going to understand in that environment, that's where Kim and Kanye was at because that's where the wedding was, where Pusha T got married and they were all there. So I'm going to be there, guys. So You're going to be in the press. You're like, just <laughs> like Pharrell was in this room and little Wayne was actually in a suit in this room. Exactly. And oh, that's, you're just absorbing all that energy. Right. By the so way, Kim Kardashian cool. showed up in that lime green dress at a wedding, and I was that's a no no for me. But continue. <laughs> but whatever. You see how she always comes up. Okay, so um, that is that, and um, also there's going to be uh, some new opportunities for people to do interviews with us. We're going to try to do pre-recordings. We're going to try to do live recordings. We're going to make it flexible so that we can include everyone and have visuals and and try to deliver something visual to you guys every week. We're going to try our best to try. deliver something visual to you every week. Like that is the new resolution of the Messy Mondays wave. And um, for myself, you can always check me out at showmepromotions.com if you want to hit me up so that if you want to collaborate or do business, um, make sure to follow me at showme underscore ENT. And um, shout out to everybody who supports us. And you see, for example, Canal, I met him working. He was a coworker of mine. And he told me that he reposts our stuff sometimes. So I cannot be more grateful for everybody that does stuff like that. It's really cool. Shout out to Canel. Thank you guys for joining us. Don't forget Messy Mondays podcast at gmail.com. Messy Mondays podcast.com for more information and for photos from our anniversary event that look gorgeous. Um, and don't forget to follow us on our Instagram, Twitter, and to subscribe on Apple and Spotify and anywhere else you can listen to these podcasts. And thank you for an amazing week. Have a good one, guys.